0: Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. You know, this is the pod where we talk about anything safety management, organizational excellence, just ways that we could possibly feel a little bit more effective at our jobs. For those that are new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast. For my repeat offenders, thank you for coming back. Always great to have you around. And thanks for tuning in. Now, depending on when you're listening to, at least for me right now, we're getting to that point of the year. We're about to flip from twenty twenty three to twenty twenty four. Truth be told, down here in southeast Texas, it little chilly. I don't know where you are, probably relatively chilly. Uh well, my friends out north, it's probably a heat wave down here. We are seeing signs that we're heading into the January, February, you know, the, the coldest part of the year. But with this time of year, a lot of people reflect on what they call resolutions, right? New Year's resolutions. And we've heard all things about them. They're good they never work. And be told, we do see a lot of people that they go in with really good intentions. They maybe hit the resolution pretty hard for a couple of weeks. And then things just kind of fizzle out after that. We're going to turn it back to that old idea in terms of safety management. It's actually really important. This is a good time of year because this is when we're setting our own objectives. And talk a little bit about the objectives, understanding what safety performance objectives are things way that you can set good ones and monitoring them, and hopefully we can learn a little bit about things we should be doing in the safety management system. But getting back into what we're doing now as people this time of year, we'll look at ways that we're saying, okay, we're starting like with a clean slate, going into a new year, let's go ahead and establish some objective or some goal that can make us better this year. And one of them that comes to mind that a lot of people do is like losing weight or getting healthier. That seems to be a very popular one, right? And it should We should always try to be healthier as we go on as we age. And we go into the new year, one example is people said, well, I'd like to lose 20 pounds by one January of the following year. So in this case, 2025. And so they'll put that under ejected, they'll write it down, maybe put it in some fancy software program and track it. Well, the problem is that the weight, losing weight would be considered an outcome, right? It's something that it's happening in your body. It's something that unless you do something, it's not going to move itself. And that's the point. So we can't say We're going to lose 20 pounds and for us that like data, we can put a graph and track our weight every day or every week and hope that moves itself without us doing anything, without us actually changing our habits, changing our environment, doing something. So when we have objectives just like this, like I'd like to lose 20 pounds, it is very wise to say, okay, what do I need to do? What can I do that can influence or that can affect that weight loss so we can start, start setting up other objectives that we can do so we might say i like to set an objective but i would like to maintain an average of going to the gym three to four times a week now that's what we can measure. absolutely we can sit there and see how many times we go to the gym across maybe a month and say is it average three to four times fantastic that's that's one thing we can do second thing i'm going to do is to a- track <laughs> what i put in my mouth because that, that is actually a very effective way to maintain a weight or to lose weight is to track actually going into your mouth so that you have a good idea of, you know, the number of calories. Or for some of you that really like to break it down into macros, protein, fat, and carbohydrates, way point is that we, as far as that's objective, I would like to track on average five times per week of what I am eating. And furthermore, on that objective, I would like to be at or within 5% of my target calories or my target macros, when tracking. So these are things that we can measure against our objective and then see how it impacts our outcome objective as it would be our weight. So chances are, and I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor, but chances are to see this from personal experience that if you meet, the objectives that had been proven to promote weight loss exercise, and proper nutrition, then you will see an impact on the scale. So as you're hitting your objectives on the things that are proven to be effective for weight loss, you will see that you are closing in on your weight objective. Now, the one thing I want to point out that kind of dovetails, I guess, would be the best word off of what I was just talking about is a quote from Anthony Lewis in his book Change the Way You Think. But what he said is that things that torture us and the negative patterns that follow us and the reasons we have to keep making resolutions year after year is that we are not making a shift. We are trying to shift other things. So what that's saying in personal context is that we need to do the work. We are expecting our environment to change. We are expecting other things to get into line to what we need, but we need to affect the change. And so when we look at the organization, when establish an objective, we have to be careful that the organization isn't making the shift it needs to obtain these objectives, that we're putting our focus in things that we necessarily can control and not focusing on the things that we cannot control. That in mind, Let's dive into the organization's safety performance objectives. And again, let's look at what the safety performance objectives are, because probably a good time to review them if you haven't, or look at establishing new ones, if need be. And when we talk about safety performance objectives, we're talking about the specific things that can move the needle positively in terms of safety. We see a lot of organizations, they'll have their safety performance objective, or their safety goal, they'll say, we want to improve safety in the organization. Well. Wonderful. Well, everybody loves to do that, right? We like to see a high lead or increased level of safety or safety packs in Great. Well, what does that look like? And what is it that you're actually doing to do that, whatever that looks like? So we have to be careful of these very, very high level lofty statements that really aren't goals because if you can't step on it, if you can't do something towards it, it becomes more of a wish than an actual objective. Our safety performance of judge should be something that we can measure. It's something that is discreet and not vague. It's something that we should, based on the resources we have that we can, sure, we should be able to attain. It probably should be something that we don't let go on forever, that we can say, by this date, we would like to have this done. And then, importantly, it shouldn't be something that is reward. In terms of safety, again, going back to that idea, something that can move the needle on safety. So it delves right into how do we set these safety performance objectives. I really don't want to get into this difference between process-based and outcome-based objectives. If you are a long wind user, there was a video i focus on feature about setting objectives in the system, and that it delves nicely into how the difference between performance-based and process-based objectives. But just really quick, when you look at those performance-based objectives, those are the things that the organization can do that can have a positive effect on any outcome. So in the case of our weight example, a performance-based objective would be this idea of tracking macros or tracking calories or tracking the number of workouts we do per week or things that we can do that we know are positive and affecting the outcome in a positive way. And outcome-based objectives are just that. They're objectives dealing with. An them So in our personal example, outcome is a lighter weight, right? That's the outcome of the process of everything we're doing. We have the outcome being the weight in that example, but, but that's not as far as I want to go into that. We're setting effective objectives. We have to look at something something that we know will have a positive outcome. So in our personal example, we know that going to the gym, you know, three to four times a week will be beneficial. So we set an objective. So that's specific, right? So you know where I'm going with this. If you've heard me talk about the same thing, our objectives need to be SMART. And that's an acronym: F-N-A-R-T Or C R M I Alpha Romeo. For those that like the phonetic alphabet, as being has to be specific. Um, something you can measure. A something you can attain. But depending on the resources you have, that you can prepare. R is I call it rewarding. Something that is really good in terms of safety and then T is time bound. So you see what and you put a time back in, right? We want to develop these smart objectives and we want them to be specific, measurable, attainable, rewarding, and then also time bound. So when we say, oh, I want to improve safety in the organization, well, it's really none of those. It's really kind of Specifically. What do you mean by improved safety? Where does that look like? How do I measure it? Is that attainable? And well, I don't know because I don't know what it is. And the reward? Well, yeah, I guess we could argue that it's rewarding to improve safety, but don't know really what it is. It's certainly not timeout. So we need to set these objectives that are smart. And when setting those objectives, this is the biggest question you have. When setting those objectives, who sets those objectives? Is it you, the safety manager? Sitting at your computer as an evil genius, determining what the organization should do to improve. Well, no, not necessarily. This is something that you have to get appropriate stakeholders involved. And this is fruitfully important. So when we look at things going on, for example, in maintenance, let's say there's an outcome of tools being lost or whatever, or there's ways that they want to improve maintenance, like implementing a FOD program or implementing a tool control program. These really need to be championed by those functional experts. So like your director of maintenance your chief of maintenance, it needs to be fostered and carried by that champion in that function. And as such, you, the safety manager, you're there to guide. Cause you'll have a day you say, Hey, you know what, buddy? Um, looks like we got a problem here. So maybe we want to do something better than your maintainer, your functional experts say, yeah, you know what, this is what we can do. And they would be the best person to decide what can be done that the organization has control over to either impact positively an outcome or just improve safety in general. They know. And this is something that you need to be in collaboration with, with these functional experts to determine what is it that we can establish objectives with. So there's your action step number one, get with your functional experts for the beginning of the year. your chief pilots, your director of maintenance, director of cabin, Cabin crew, your director of dispatch, whoever is a functional expert, and get with them and say to move the needle on safety in each of these areas this year. What's something mm-hmm. we can do? And it will either be based on, we've been seeing this problem, hey, we'd like to fix this problem, or it'll either be based on, hey, we just think this will really improve safety. It does not matter, but it's something that's moving the needle on safety. Once so you have those in hand, then more than likely will objectives take resources? Yes, they do, because it's something that has to be attainable. The resources at hand are the resources that can be sure. So guess who you're gonna have to talk to next? Well, yes, the people that write the checks, the leadership. And these objectives are best presented at the level of the safety committee. That's the idea of the safety committee. The safety committee is the one that is more strategic. And we're being strategic here. We're saying, look, this is what we wanna do. And this is why we wanna do it. And these are the resources we're going to need. So do I have your blessing? To go far through this and the leader, he or she will say yes or no. And you say, okay, well, what do you need? And you'll go through that whole business process, which is totally cool. They have to be on board. So you have to get the functional experts on board. You have to have them as stakeholders, and then you have to get leadership on board. And importantly, as we get into monitoring, you safety objectives, these need to be brought up at every safety committee meeting down the road until that objective is attained. So when you set objectives, we want to implement a tool control program. Means I'm going to use that example again. Every safety committee meeting that you have, whether it be monthly, quarterly, whatever, that's going to be an agenda item saying we're going to review objectives. Okay, here we are with this objectives. Here's the magic line. This is where we want to be. And this takes 100% implementation. This is where we are. And leadership's either going to be happy with the progress so far or they're not going to be happy. And if they're not happy, they're going to say, well, why? What's stalling this up? And this is your chance to then say, we should notice that we didn't have these resources or these people were not getting on board or whatever it may be. And the benefit is that you're at that level of leadership now on the safety committee that they can do something about it. They can say, okay, well, we'll give you the resources you need or no, maybe this isn't a good idea or you know what? I'll talk to this person's manager to get them on board or whatever that is, but the, the idea of reviewing these I and mean, the same committee is very important. So you're going to review the progress on your objectives. Mm-hmm. earlier about if you have people in the organization that are reticent to make these changes for these objectives, and there are going to be those cases where you're going to have to overcome challenges and obstacles, especially when it comes to people objectives. So you have to remember when you are obtaining objectives, you are more than likely making a change in the organization. And so there is an element of change management that has to be there because i think thinking these things are wonderful that you're doing. And when we're talking about change and implementing, we're talking about the process phase side of objective. So when we're implementing new procedures and policies or campaigns or whatever it is we're doing, or even training to that extent, to meet an objective, we have to understand that we're changing the organization, probably for for the better is what we hope, but we also have to understand what that change is going to do in terms of other processes and procedures and, and facilities within your organization. And so that's a discussion for another time. I wouldn't really dwell on that right now, but with any change you're going to have, you're going to have resistance because we have an inertia, a cultural inertia in the organization. And when we go against that obviously there's gonna be a little bit of friction. So one of the things we have to do early, especially when we're going to implement objectives is that we look at what we're implementing and where we're implementing. You have to get all the stakeholders on board we can't slap it on them and say, here you go, have fun. We have to get them on board. Sometimes you have to coach them. And now is that our job as safety manager. Sometimes, yeah, because safety is a part of leadership and coaching. But So when we look at if the front end managers, the DOE and the chief programmer, they should update their code to their people in order to get them in alignment with where this is effective. And so that is very important. So that's something that should be talked about, even at a high level, when we're talking about implementing an objective and maintaining an objective and then monitoring the progress towards that objective. We to identify the challenges along the way and deal with them obviously sooner than later because the last thing we want is people stewing about a change that they don't really want could make them understand it so as we're implementing these objectives we need to be very aware of challenges and obstacles we need to communicate and, and we need to communicate that progress and that is so rewarding just in general so for those that are baldwin users this is totally easy we set the objectives, we publish them, They're out there for everybody to see, and they can see the line converging on the magic line and say, woo, we're doing it, or no, we're not. And that helps hold the organization accountable. If you're not a Baltimore user, this is something you can do on any platform, anywhere. You can show it is important to put that data out there. This is our objective. This is what we're doing. And this is what we want to be. And put it out there for everyone. Everybody can see that really, really garners engagement and support and a helpful organizational encounter. What do I mean by that? Let's go back to our personal example. What would you do? Or how would you feel if you said, this is what I weigh right now, and this is where I wanna be, and you track your progress on Facebook, or you can put it on Twitter for other followers to see. Now, if you probably think twice about going out on that pizza and beer binge for two or three days, and then having to post your weight again, go up, and you have to try to explain it to your followers. So it really does help hold your organization together. And as such, we do want to overcome those challenges. And I truly believe that by posting the data, it helps overcome a lot of those challenges. It's not as simple as implementing an objective. That's pretty much it. And so the first thing is that I want you to do for homework. Would you please, even in small organizations, talk to your incident people, talk to one of your flight experts, talk to your chief pilots and say, hey, what is it we want to do this year? How do we want to be better? How do we want to take a step towards excellence? What are some of the things we want to do? And And ask them another question too. Is there something going on that you're not too happy about? Now, you shouldn't be monitoring risk controls, which is a whole different discussion. You You might want to ask them, Hey, is there something going on that? You know, what you're happy about, or you're seeing a trend in something that maybe you want to change, or like I said, as we started with, you just want to do something really cool and make the organization better. So that's step one. Step two then is working with this expert and say, okay, what does this objective look like and what can we measure to see that we're making progress? Step three. Take it to leadership. So, okay, this is what we want to do. This is why we want to do it, because it will be totally awesome. It will help make safety better in the organization. And it will make us take another step towards organizational excellence. We're going to need resources. We're going to need to lay down for our leadership to the resource there to allow for the resources. And that's in the safety policy, right? That they will provide the resources needed to improve safety in the organization. That is one of their commitments. Step five, cover the progress. Towards your objective, every single safety committee meeting until you make the objective. Once you make the objective, pat yourself on the back. You may still want to monitor if you want, or we can go on to the next. And then step six, identify challenges and barriers to those objectives and implementing those objectives. Coach them through it and help them understand. Communicate, communicate, communicate. It's probably one of the best things you can do So six steps for you to think about as we go into this next year. This is one that I thought we could just start the year off fresh. We can say we're going to start, we're going to put some good safety objectives in there. We're going to move the needle on safety. And like I said, take another step towards that organizational excellence. So thank you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was useful. If you have any questions or something you would like to have talked about out here, shoot me an email or call me or text me. If you like this podcast, please hit that button that's on the screen. But again, thank you all for what you do out there. And I'm really hoping you have a successful, productive, and safe 2024. Stay safe.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.